Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. We're continuing our series, Quarantine Cuts. Now, two weeks ago, I gave myself a quarantine cut, actually on video on Sunday. You can always watch all of our past Sunday services on demand on YouTube, Facebook. You can check that out and also some tips of what not to do for a haircut. But uh, who knows what my barber will say when I go back in a few weeks. But I think during this time, it's not only an opportunity to maybe leave some hair off, but also for us to uh, cut things off of our lives so that we don't just survive in this time, but that we actually thrive. And it's, it's not just us being like, okay, I got to work harder on my own to cut things off. It's actually uh, partnering with God. God is the one who prunes and cuts things off in our lives. In John 15, it says this, John 15, one says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. It's God who prunes, who cuts things off of our lives so that we can bear more fruit. Um, So it's not doing more. It's actually co-laboring with Jesus, walking with him, working with him, watching how he does things, learning that unforced rhythm of grace and working with him. And he will then prune things, trim things, cut things off of your life so that you don't just survive through life, but that you thrive. He does this through his word, through his spirit speaking to us. Now, the English word quarantine comes from a Latin and Spanish word, which both the Latin and Spanish word mean 40. So all throughout the Bible, there are so many instances, over 150 instances where the number 40 is used. Noah, 40 days, 40 nights. Uh, Moses on the Mount Sinai for 40 days and nights. Uh, Israel wandering around the wilderness. Jesus fasting for 40 days and 40 nights in the, in the wilderness. Uh, the first week we looked at 40 days after Jesus' resurrection. And then last week we looked at Solomon's reign of 40 years and how in that reign, he actually started to take the gifts of God for granted and how we actually have an opportunity to have um, familiar thankfulness, not let familiarity lead to, um, lead to us taking things for granted, but to have familiar thankfulness. And uh, we see throughout the Bible that where there's 40, there's often trials, challenges, as well as preparation that God is actually preparing people for that next thing that God has. So throughout this message series, we're looking at instances of 40 in the Bible and where God pruned, where he trimmed instances of quarantine 40, where God pruned, trimmed and prepared people. Now, has this ever happened to you before? You look outside, it is a beautiful day. Your door is open. You feel the warm wind coming in from outside. And then maybe even someone outside say, says, hey, come on out. The weather is amazing. So what you do is, is you get your iced tea, your snack, and you're in a bit of a hurry because it's Calgary. So in five minutes, it could snow. So you run around, you get your snack, your, 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 your uh, iced tea, and you're ready. You're going to the door and you're going quickly. And then boom, 
it hits you. Or you should probably say, you hit it. The screen door is closed. Have you ever done that where you're going out, you go through the doorway, the door is open, but the screen door is shut and you hit the screen door, your food goes everywhere, it goes across, um, there, there's all these things happening where the, the iced tea, you're wearing it. Has that ever happened to you? This may or may not be a true story from my life. But the door is open, but the screen door was shut. I've totally done this before. Have you done this before? Maybe in the comments, you can just put your hand up or give me a, like an emoji of like, Josiah, you're not alone. I've run into a screen door before. Or maybe you have kids and they've gone to the screen door before. And what do you say? Screen door, screen door. So the title of my message today is screen door, screen door. Have you ever done that before? Run into a screen door where the door is open, but the screen is shut. I think in life, God has opened the door for you and I to have life and life to the full in every area of our life, to live that wide open, spacious life. John 10, 10 says this, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. You know, through Jesus, God has prepared, planned, provided everything you need for a rich, satisfying life. That all of God's promises for you today are yes and amen. Uh, he gave his son, so he's not going to withhold any good thing from you. Every good and perfect gift, it comes from above. It's for you. And we read through God's word. We see his promises. And it's like looking outside and seeing the sun, the beautiful weather. And God has opened the door for you to thrive with God and to thrive in every area of your life. And through Jesus, God has provided everything that we need for this life. The door is open because of Jesus. However, often I believe there's a screen door that everyone runs into in some area and time of their life. And we can run into this screen door and it keeps us from entering into what God has for us. And this screen door that I'm talking about is small thinking, is small thinking. Uh, small thinking will limit you and keep you out of what God has prepared for you. Small thinking will rob you of the plans, the purposes that God has for you in your life. Sometimes I think if we think about, okay, what is my greatest obstacle right now in moving forward? What is the greatest barrier? Sometimes we can think, oh man, it's resources. It's, it's money. If I had more money or uh, maybe it's this relationship or my job or this person in my life, it's my debts that's holding me back or it's the economy. However, I think the biggest barrier that you will face is actually between your ears. It's your thoughts, how you think in life. How you think in your thoughts can be a screen door that will continually, that you can continually run into keeping you from what God has provided and stepping through that door. Now on the flip side, we can transform the way we think, have bigger thoughts, God thoughts that will allow you to remove that screen door and walk in the fullness of what God has for you to live in that life and life to the full. I think of 2 Corinthians 6, 11. in the message, it says this, Paul's writing. He says, dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. 
I'm speaking to you as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. Now, Paul's encouraging the Corinthian church, hey, remove the screen door. Live in the fullness that God has. And I believe he's speaking to us today to remove the screen door of small thinking so that we can step into that wide open, spacious life that God has. You know, the children of Israel had a screen door that kept them from stepping into what God had prepared for them, the promise that God had for them. The Israelites were in Egypt for 430 years and the majority of that time was actually in slavery. So generations and generations were born into slavery and that's all what they would have ever known. And being in slavery actually, I believe, set a mindset of small thinking. Then God used a man named Moses. Uh, uh, he got his attention by lighting a bush on fire. Moses checks it out. He, he likes things on fire. Maybe he was a pyromaniac. I don't know. But God gets his attention. And he says, Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go so they can go to the promised land, the land that I prepared for them. So he goes, Moses goes to Pharaoh, says, hey, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, no. So what happens is 10 plagues come. Finally, at the last one, Pharaoh says, okay, you can go. And the Egyptians actually give the Israelites gold, clothing, the Bible says, and they leave. And as the Israelites are leaving, God opens up the Red Sea for them. So they don't even get their shoes wet. Um, on the other side of the Red Sea is a desert. And they walk through the desert travel across the desert and get to the edge of the desert, right to the promised land. They're right on, there's like sand at their toes and on the other side is the promised land. They can see into the land. They see the land that God promised. So Moses, he sends 12 spies, one from every tribe to, to check out the land, see what's happening in the land. That's what God instructs them. So they go into the land, they do spy things, they check it out. Who knows, they might have a James Bond theme song playing in the background. They're going, checking it out, looking around, spying out the land, and they come back with this report. They do find grapes, they find abundance, but the, the land is also filled with people. There's obstacles as well. So in Numbers 13, it says, but the men who had gone up with him said, now these are the spies, we are not able to go against the people for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out. Now this is the promised land that God had promised and prepared for them. It goes on saying, uh, the land through which we have gone as spies is the land that devours its inhabitants. And, is, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Then we saw giants, the descendants of Anak, uh, came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. So their thinking, how they thought, um, affected how they saw the promised land. That the land was not a land of opportunities, but the promised land was a land of obstacles and great obstacles. Something that stands out to me too is that, that they, in their own sight, so their thoughts affected how they saw themselves. And they said, we see ourselves like grasshoppers. 
The, the Israelite spies thinking caused them to see themselves and the obstacles, see themselves as smaller, the obstacles as greater. And the Israelites refused to go into the promised land, the land that God opened the door because God opened the, the door. He brought them out of Egypt, the bondage. He opened the Red Sea, brought them through the desert. Yet the screen door of their small thinking kept them out right on the cusp of going into the promised land. And not only did their thinking cause the Israelites to think less of themselves, it actually caused them as well to think less of God. To have God in their eyes was smaller. He wasn't able to handle it. Even though God brought them out of Egypt. God opened up the Red Sea. He brought them to that point. Yet the screen door of their thinking limited in their minds God and stopped them from going into the promised land. You know, small thinking limits us. But it also limits who we allow God to be in our lives. How, how you think is formed by, how you think forms your views, your perception, it shapes how you see life, the world and those around you. Small thinking leads to seeing God as small, uh, seeing opportunities in life as small, your abilities and God-given gifts as small and not good enough. And small thinking also creates obstacles, making it look bigger than they are. You know, there's a saying, your perception is your reality. I think that's true, that your perception is your reality, but your reality might not be the reality. It might not actually be what's happening. It will be your reality, like what Proverbs 23, 7, it talks about, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Like, if you see, they saw themselves as grasshoppers, so they became and they started acting like and they saw everything from the perspective of everything's bigger than us, we're not good enough, and this God, and they even put God into the category, I believe, of grasshopper. You know, our thoughts and thinking shape and can limit how we see ourselves, God, and the finished works of Jesus. Uh, becoming a screen door limiting us from stepping into what God has prepared for you. Because this is exactly what happened to the Israelites. Their thoughts limited, limited who they allowed God to be. They limited his promises in their mind and who God was. And because of uh, their thinking, the promised land was not the land of opportunities. It was the land of obstacles. Their thinking caused a screen door and they never crossed over. From there, the Israelites wandered around for 40 days or 40 years, if it was days, they'd be happy. It was 40 years and they're wandering around in 40 quarantine. They're wandering around and the old generation wasn't allowed to go in. And during this time of wandering in the wilderness, God provided for them, but God also did something in that time. I believe he was pruning and cutting off small thinking. Small thinking that probably had roots in, in just generations and generations and being in slavery to the Egyptians. Now in that 40 years, God was cutting off small thinking, cutting off those things. And once those 40 years passed, Moses had died. God called a man named Joshua to lead the Israelites and the new generation into the promised land. And just as small thinking can limit your uh, perception of God situations in yourself. When you cut off small thinking, and start to have God's big perspective and thoughts, big thinking, 
It pulls back that screen door so you can see clearly, so that you can walk into that wide open spacious life that God has prepared for you, that he's, he's set you up to go into so that you can walk in there because God's thoughts are bigger than our thoughts. He, his ways are higher than our ways. And then you'll be able to see really who God is, what he's able to do. That God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all you can ask, think, or imagine. That you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That if God is for you, who can be against you? You start to see God as who he is. You see yourself as who God has created you, who he's called you to be, who he's gifted you to be. Not seeing your giftings as something smaller, but no, this is a gift from God. And this is actually what God has put inside of me for his plan for my life. You see obstacles, no matter how great they are, as bigger, the bigger the obstacle, the bigger the opportunity for God to work in your life, for God to, to be faithful, to be strong, to bring you through. And this is exactly what happened with Joshua and the Israelites. Joshua didn't limit God or who God had called him or Israel to be with their thoughts. The screen door was opened. They came against massive obstacles, a walled city named Jericho, 33 kings. Um, and they conquered and won because God was with them and they no longer had that screen door. They were bold and stepped into what God had for them and God was with them. They believed God had called them who they were to be. They believed we are the chosen people of God. They believed his promises. This is the promised land of God, that God was with them. In Isaiah 55, it says, my thoughts are not like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts or higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God's thoughts and ways are better, higher, and he has written his thoughts and plans for you in the Bible, in the word of God. And small screen door thinking is anything that is less than what God says in his word, his promises, who he's created you to be, who he values you to be, what Jesus has done for you, the covenant that you now have with him as a Christ follower. Now, something that God said to Joshua is this. He said, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. I think it takes strength to be willing to remove the screen door of small thinking and thoughts from our lives. It takes courage to remove small thinking, that screen door from our lives, to step out into what God has for you, to allow God to renew your mind and enlarge your capacity on the inside. It takes courage and it takes strength because it, it can be easier more comfortable just to leave the screen door in, to just feel the, the blowing of the warm air, but never actually go out and experience it. It's familiar. It's not as challenging to do that. It, and sometimes even it can be a little painful removing those paradigms that you've had or those thoughts that you've had and realizing, whoa, I've been thinking the wrong this whole time or, or realizing, okay, this isn't the way. I think in life, change is inevitable, but progress really is a choice. That change is inevitable, but progress is 
is a choice. And you can, you can just, as the world changes, leave that screen door, or I believe you can choose to remove the screen door and progress into what God has for you. To progress in, in the calling, the plan, the purpose that God has for you, because he does have a purpose. The reason why you're breathing right now is because you have a purpose, a God-given purpose. I think we all, we all, have screen door thinking in different areas of our life. And I believe God invites us to come to him and to get his way of thinking, his bigger way of thinking, and to really cut up that screen door, removing the screen doors that we've placed in, and have bigger thoughts, his way of thinking. Romans 12, one, it says this, beloved friends, what should uh, be our proper response to God's marvelous uh, mercies to encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be his uh, sacred living sacrifices and to live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Uh, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Isn't that good? In order to tear out the screen door of small thinking, we need to allow God to transform the way we think to have a bigger way of thinking, God's perspective. And this is through his word and Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you, getting into his word and, and God will highlight things. His spirit will bring his word alive and start to really replace your thoughts with the higher way of thinking, God's thoughts, who God says you are, what he says he can do, who he is and have what God says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That if God is for me, who can be against me? That I am in the right standing with God, that I'm the righteousness of God. That God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. When you get into his word, Holy Spirit will bring the Bible alive to you. Speak to you of God's plans, purposes God has for you. Who God is, his character for you. Who he's created you to be and how much he loves you and values you. You are valuable to God. He loves you. God will remove the screen door thinking and transform your thoughts so that you can think bigger thoughts, his thoughts, so that you can walk in the fullness that God has. Now we hit on this scripture earlier, but I think it's just so good. Paul writes to the Corinthians, he's saying, take the screen door away. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter into this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you and the smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking to you as plainly as I can with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. Paul is encouraging the Corinthian church. And I believe God is speaking to you today through this passage today to remove the screen door of small thinking, to step into the wide open spacious life that God has prepared for you, that Jesus has paid for for you. And that during this quarantine time, to cut off small thinking, 
those thoughts that act as a screen door, stopping you from stepping into all that God has for you, prepared and planned for you. Stopping you from seeing how great God is, how much he loves you, his plans and his purposes. During this time, allow Holy Spirit to cut off that small thinking so that you can walk in the fullness that God has for you. This is done by getting into his word, allowing him to speak to you and having his bigger elevated perspective. You'll see how much more God has got this. He's got you. He's working for your beh- on your behalf. And nothing's greater than God. That he's a plan, a purpose for you. That every obstacle that you're facing in life is an opportunity for God to show up and for him to just work that much more. Every obstacle, it's an opportunity with God. There may be giants, walled cities that you're facing, just like the Israelites, but God who he caused those things to fall. He caused the Israelites to have victory. I want to encourage you today. God is working behind the scenes. He's working on your behalf that no matter what obstacle, what giants, what walled city, that nothing can stand against you because God is with you. He loves you today. Let's cut out small thinking and instead Let's take on the big thinking, God thinking, so we can walk into the wide open, spacious life that he has for you. Thank you for listening to Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us a Sunday soon. For more information about Thrive Church, you can go to our website, thrivecalgary.ca. See you next time.